Hello and welcome to another podcast with Real Estate Investment Training and Education. I'm your host, Derek Doak, and with me today is a friend, co-worker, and all-around great guy, Jedediah Collins. And Jed and I worked together in uh, for a few years, and Jed's experience with authoring the book, Your Money Vehicle, also multiple speaking engagements on helping people, uh, especially in the football realm from rookie to veteran, Jed being a former NFL player himself with a lot of great stories. And he had some long hair, too, if I recall. Jed, looking at this <laughs> picture. <laughs> so uh, uh, why before we get rolling, I'd like you to talk about yourself a little bit and let, me, let the audience know what you're doing. Absolutely. So, Derek, obviously – uh, friend and coworker, of very easy ways. Um, you've also always been kind of a somebody I, I role model because I, I love your your perspective and how you lead with education and training. You are an expert and you still understand the the practicality of that. So, my world, you know, I, I got to go and experience a dream in the NFL, chasing this vision, chasing this thing, um, and and getting to enjoy it and play in it and be a part of it, but. I woke up to a reality around the financial side, around, you know, mismanaging my own money and mismanaging the opportunity ahead of me. And I went out, I sought education uh, with another good friend and colleague of ours, uh, Brett Carolyn, changed my life and began answering those bigger picture questions around what the true NFL dream was. And so today I get to kind of pull from both worlds of experience. I get to pull from some of my time in the in the NFL observing and absorbing the best in the world, how they operate, what made them different than the next guy, how they were sticking around as veterans, and that's how I created the the roadmap of success rookie to veteran. It's all about creating behaviors that are going to eliminate the potential between you and where you want to go. Um, but my other passion and kind of format is around that financial lens. I did get my certification in financial planning. Um, your money vehicle is the beginning of a financial journey. It's the first 10 questions you should ask and answer, and it actually has specific actionable items in each of the chapters. But today, that's that's where my world revolves around. I get to introduce myself as an author, as a financial empowerer, or I get to go into corporate settings and teach peak performance or high leadership uh, qualities. And, you know, I'm just, I'm excited that I have been a lifelong student, but most importantly, I've continued to steal from people around me in every world and road I go down. And that's how I see successful people do it, is you just merely steal the best and the brightest and continue to add and embark on your journey. Yeah, no, that's great. And and I know you and I have talked about this before as it relates to real estate because, you know, my, I'm not much up on equities and securities. I've always kind of been a real estate dirt guy where I created wealth and, and, uh, and, and larger cash flows. And you and I talked about kind of like your first acquisition, you know, the idea of like when you were around the NFL and you see individuals getting paid and they're out buying real estate. Um, I mean, how, how do you look at real estate in somebody's road to success financially? When, they, when you look at their, their money vehicles, how, how does real estate fit into that? I think it is it's such an important topic to begin to look at through both your, your net worth, your investment portfolio, every aspect. 
I talk to a lot of professional athletes. I encourage them to go get rental properties for a lot of different reasons. We, we, you know those, and we can discuss tax advantages and, and owning real assets. But for the biggest one for athletes, it's an income stream. And so one of the biggest transition hurdles they have to face is their income goes from a million dollars to zero. Being able to build up some kind of real estate portfolio will allow you to leave the game whatever time and place you're playing and still have a positive cash flow coming in, which is a vital, vital tool. As the beginning investor, because, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, I don't have enough money to go and start to invest in rental properties. Um, I look at it as something that you definitely have to save up for that first one. I think you can leverage and scale up always. But for that first property to have a good foundation, to not be over your skis, I think it is such a vital, vital understanding around the term diversification. I think the coronavirus, the quarantine has brought to fruition a lot of fears, a lot of scared, but also some silver linings in, in lessons and things we'll have to take away. So many professions have been dependent and standing on one source of income or one career choice or one expertise. I talked to a surgeon yesterday who never had in a million years a concern for his income being taken away, and overnight it was. And so as I look at real estate for a beginner, for somebody who is entering into the investment space, I need to find a lower barrier of entry. I'm not going to go get a million-dollar commercial building, let alone a $100 million commercial building. But there are avenues and ways to start small. Start with a $50,000 home, perhaps not in your neighborhood, but somewhere drivable or even across state lines. I got my first properties in Detroit because I spent a year on the Lions, and I saw some great value rental properties out there. And so I started to educate myself around those neighborhoods and how to partake in those uh, climates. So I look at real estate as uh, somebody like yourself who says, this is the asset I know I'm an expert in, and this is what my wealth is going to be created in. I see, again, this, this time in our lives, this crisis we're going through as an opportunity to look at real estate. I also am curious, coming out of this, how many people will, again, lose faith in the equity market? Twice in my, you know, 10 to 12-year adulthood, the market has crashed. I'm an investor. I understand this happens. I see the risk-reward relationship, but I believe there's going to be a lot of people who run from it and say, forget, you know, the stock market. Give me a rental property. And even they, they are getting hit right now, but from the long term, the, the dirt mindset, the I understand I have an asset and I feel it, I see it, I see the cash flow. I see it as a great time to sharpen your, your saw and start to educate yourself around the real estate world and how it is going to fit into your plan. Yeah, no, and it, uh, I, when you mentioned the balance, I mean, that's one thing I didn't have. I mean, going into 2008, I was all real estate, right, 98%, and I just got it handed to me. And uh, it was a difficult climb out of it. And then I made the promise after that to my wife, that there's no way I was going to leverage us like that again and uh, went to a full balanced portfolio um, and, uh, and started doing more on the equities and the real estate side 
but uh, I, I keep it probably 60% real estate now, 40% equities, whereas before I was 90% mm-hmm. real estate and 2% equities. So uh, totally yeah. understand that. And, and I think what the other misnomer, people feel like they have to, like you said, go out and buy something big. You don't have to. I mean, there's opportunities right. out there, and there's, especially with technology these days. Uh, there's companies like Roofstock, you know, Roofstock.com. Mm-hmm. They have uh, ability for you to buy houses all over the country that they've already vetted out, and you can these houses are thirty thousand to fifty thousand and some, you know, and, and up. But it's a way to get into the market if you want to add real estate uh, to the uh, to the portfolio. So when you when you look at your um, new book that came out, which is awesome, and the the path of helping people find that vehicle. And looking at the younger generation, because I know you spend a lot of time educating around their kind of path and not to get too disheartened when they look at somebody Mm -hmm. who's 50 and they have this and that they're 19 to 22 in college and they don't think they'll make it to where their parents are or somebody else. How do you, you know, how how do you have those conversations and then how do you, do you, does real estate fit into that conversation, or is it primarily still talking about, let's get it started. Let's get your 401K going. Let's take advantage of the employment opportunities and then go into real estate. Or how do you how do you position that? So I, I'm a big mindset person. Um, being an athlete, I had to adopt mindset. I had to control it. And I look at a crisis. I look at my career. I look at setbacks. Whatever the situation my mindset is something that I can control. And that principle is one of those rookie to veteran items that I learned from veterans in seeing, they call it mow your grass, looking at your own backyard, focusing on what you can control and stop trying to find things in your neighbors or on the TV or wherever else. And so as a student or as a young professional, whether it's quarantine time or just starting out my career time, I need to focus on what I do control. One of those is preparation, you know, and not just, you know, how I prepare a morning or prepare my week, but also how am I preparing for my career. I think so many of us lose sight uh, about going to get this income, and we all need an income. We all need a way of life, but so few of us will sacrifice money for experience or money for knowledge, and I'm challenging students right and left during this time, sharpen yourself. Find a skill, something that you can improve on, and look back at this time and not see something you got through, but something you grew through. Obviously, with your money vehicle as a financial literacy workbook, if money is something you want to better sharpen your saw around, that's a great resource and tool for you to go grab. But it's a million different things. I look at the industries in the world right now that are hiring. Amazon, DocuSign, Domino's Pizza, whoever it is, Find that industry, find that company, and see a skill set you could develop that would prepare you for this new world we're about to embark into. When the doors open back up, the world starts spinning, there is going to be a difference. And it's not going to be 100% back to the the normal reality. It's not going to be 100% where we live in today. But there's going to be a new world and a new atmosphere. If you are truly interested in finding something you can control, Look at yourself and look at the skills that you are working on and how they are going to adapt to that new world. If real estate is an interest of yours, that this is a perfect time. Grab a book, grab a podcast, grab something, and begin to educate yourself 
So when the opportunity does come, you aren't starting from, you know, step one. You're already on step seven. And that's that's something that I found and firmly believe in my life is as long as I am investing in myself and I'm continuing to build out my skill set, the world is going to unfold in a direction I can capture it because I am going to be ready by focusing on what I can control and mowing my own grass. Yeah, that's that's greatly put. Um, I, it reminded me of that book by Gary Keller, uh, the millionaire real estate investor. And uh, in in his book, he talks about the same thing. Of you might not buy your first property, but you might mock buy your first ten. So mm-hmm. the ability to kind of just educate yourself and say, well, if I own that, what would I do? How would I manage that? What does the financials look like? And then follow that asset, you know, the best you can over a period of time and see how you did. So it's the mm-hmm. it's the practice, you know. It's, and I'm sure you know through your background. I mean, you, you you basically play how you practice. If you loaf and practice, oh, yeah. you get your butt kicked on, you know, <laughs> at the game. So it's it's the you practice it, and then you perfect it, and then you take it to the game. So um, I, I totally love that idea of during downtime, especially is sharpening your saw through education. There's so many things on YouTube and else out there around real estate. That, uh, that that individuals can learn learn about it. And I, I'm a huge believer that you don't need a lot. You really don't. It's uh, you know you buy it right, you pay it down, you own it for a long term, and it's going to take care of you. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't take a lot of pieces. I mean, there's plenty of clients I've worked on that have one or two duplexes, and they're retired teachers, and they're making more their duplexes than you do on the retirement as a teacher. I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> um, it, it it we just know it's it's patience, right? It's patience. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the patience. When you say mindset, uh, I imagine patience kind of falls into those conversations, you know, quite a bit. So I, I love the idea of patience. I, I think patience can be replaced with emotion, um, and that is such an indicator in all of our investment avenues and paths. Whether you're in real estate or the equity market, there's going to be cycles. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. Can you have the patience to not chase the high, prepare for the low, and find the opportunity there? That long-term mindset is something that we need to be pushing and just opening the eyes of the young investor, of young professionals. The, if you're 20 today, you have 80 years possibly you have to be investing for. And so as you see patience, I mean, there is such a, a curse of figuring out that most people run when things go bad, whether they have to or they just don't have the stomach to withstand it, that is such a problem. And one of the things I really try to get young investors to understand is the the true mindset of an investor is decade to decade, not year to year, not quarter to quarter, not whatever. It is decade to decade. And that patience mindset is something that is so hard to first see, and then it is even harder to ever forget. And right now we're seeing the people who had the preparation, had the patience, and weren't chasing, they are doing much, much better than the ones who didn't didn't show that kind of uh, skill set and that discipline. Yeah, and, and I think along with patience also comes that pursuit of happiness, right? We, we talked mm. about that before of – you know, I enjoy owning real estate for the most part, and but people, some people chase real estate because they think it, it creates wealth. But if you don't like it or enjoy it, it's going to be hard to really be good at it. And so, um, 
how do you throw pursuit of happiness in uh, as you have conversations and when you're talking to um, audiences around what's more important, getting the return on a certain type of investment or is it does this make you happy? And I think this new generation is, you know, really challenging that that adage of you go to work for money. We are starting to see people pursue careers, pursue money for the impact side of it. Um, The pursuit of happiness is such a valid indication of where you're headed in your career. Uh, I always called it enjoy the hunt. And it's just that idea that you can look at day-to-day wins and take pride and ownership of whatever journey you're on because you know it's headed in the right direction. The pursuit of happiness is not being happy in the end. It's understanding and having some gratitude along the way that the journey is going to be as rewarding as the reward. Um, and so as an investor, you start to look at money is the intention of money, the intention of real estate, the intention of everything is for it to bring you peace of mind, for it to bring you a, a mindset that you are free from its this grasp. That's why we that's why we called it your money vehicle is because for too long money has been the destination. Money has been this I want to get to this day in my life and then have it be taken care of and blah blah blah. That world is gone. Money is no longer the noun of the sentence. Money has become the verb and it's a currency, it's an exchange. Money brings you like a vehicle somewhere and that is the pursuit. The pursuit of happiness is to see money Where is it supposed to bring you? What is that lifestyle you want it to afford for you? And then you no longer want a million dollars. You want the lifestyle the million dollars can afford you. Yeah. No, and and I keep keep envisioning, like, a vehicle. You're driving down the road, and you're hopping off at the rest stop to get some coffee and move on. Each one of those hop-offs is just an experience, right? It's a Mm -hmm. happiness experience. And I've got, uh, you know, a few friends. They They don't do the car thing. They don't do the second home thing, but they just love experiences, and they'll spend money on, you know, front row seats. Back when the Sonics were here, they'd have front row tickets to the Sonics. They would have, you know, the best seats behind home plate at the Mariner games. They, they would just travel wherever the experience was going to be for them, and, uh, and and that's that's what their goal was. Their goal was that the money along that vehicle, which is the vehicle, allowed them to have the experiences that made them happy uh, all along the mm-hmm. way. So it totally, uh, totally and that is. That's a defining moment. When you realize the what about money brings you happiness, some people it is. Let's go get that second home, you know, in the sun or in the snow. Let's go and get this cool souped-up car I get to work on in my garage. Or let's go to the Mariners game. Like, if you find what it is cement to bring you, that is a pivotal piece of your puzzle. And it's no different than understanding your relationship with money is understanding what you want from money. And, again, that is not something you'd be shy about. That is something you'd be selfish with because this is your journey. It's your vehicle. You need to start taking ownership of it. So I I love people who can point to whatever it is. I don't care if it's a bottle of wine. If you point to something and say, this this is why I went to work on Thursday was for this thing, I, I can at least start to understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, and, and it makes it a lot easier to kind of have that vehicle. So if you kind of know why mm-hmm. you're doing it and what you're doing with it, uh, it, it completely it completely makes sense in uh, in your mind. And the old saying, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, that I really uh-huh. feel like those days 
are behind us. You know, I mean, I feel like I feel like the majority. And when I look at, um, you know, my kids and how they look at money versus experiences, you know, or houses and things like that, it's all about hey, I I, I want to work for a good company, have a good purpose, and um, enjoy the experience that, that life brings me. And my thought in teaching is all around real estate can help with that vehicle. That's just one of the vehicles mm-hmm. that can help you get mm-hmm. to that portfolio paycheck and uh, and how real estate can fit in and. And but if you don't enjoy real estate, it's gonna make it, it's gonna make it really hard to make that vehicle work. Um, oh yeah. Just be, just because it, there there are some ups and downs, and the minute you get called in the middle of the night to have to come over and fix something, that's usually when people say, "I'm selling this thing. It's just not working." Uh-huh. For me. So yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, Jedediah, I, I always enjoy talking with you. And uh, for those of you who stayed on the podcast this long, I would recommend you go to uh, uh, LinkedIn and look at Jedediah Collins or actually go to Amazon and order the book. Uh, great book. Uh, gave it to my daughter. Um, and I think it's just a good starting point for anybody at any point in time as you're thinking about money as a vehicle and to kind of just get on the literacy of, uh, you know, financial freedom and things like that. So uh, any parting words, Jed, before uh, I, I, I let you go? That is perfect, brother. No better time than now to invest in yourself, your education, your skill set, and possibly your real estate portfolio. So, Double D, appreciate it, brother, and I look forward to the next. All right. Thanks, Jed. And uh, anybody has any questions or comments, they can always reach out to me. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from everybody. And everybody have a great day.